<laughs> I still can't believe you bought tickets to this game and you literally own the team. Don't say that too loud. Why not? Okay, wouldn't your fans appreciate seeing that an owner actually experiences the nosebleeds every once in a while? You're adorable. <laughs> and so naive. Do you have any idea how vicious sports fans can be? They'll ask me why I didn't put up a bigger fight when Dolan let Jeremy Lin sign with the Rockets. Or what the hell I was thinking when I offered Joaquin Noah about $70 million more than he was worth. Well, you're adorable for thinking that I have any idea what the hell you just said. <laughs> All you need to know is that if it weren't for the owner suite that's usually between me and these fans, they would have already skewered me. Oh, is that why you're wearing a baseball hat and sunglasses inside? I almost went full Groucho Marx, but decided that would be too much. <laughs> well, thanks for risking your life with me to be normal. So, would this be a bad time to tell you that everyone sitting in our section is my hired security then? <gasps> Wait, seriously? <laughs> we can't keep going out of my head's on a stake, right? You know, I guess that does explain why no one in our section is doing the wave. I just figured they were, you know, European and didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, no, I get it. It would be like if Tom Ford showed up to a Gucci show after 2005. Oh, of course. Yeah, the Tom Ford Gucci debacle of 2005. <laughs> Wait, if you're trying to be incognito, does that definitely mean that we're not going to be on the kiss cam? You want to be on the kiss cam? Okay, there are like three things that I love about going to games, okay? One, stadium nachos. Two, the chance of seeing Larry David looking miserable in his floor seats. Oh. And three, the possibility of being on the kiss cam. Oh, uh, well, rigging the kiss cam doesn't usually come with a normal date package, but, hmm, let's see. Give me a sec. Hey, Sergio, throw me your walkie. What are you doing? Oh, uh, what channel's the camera department on? Uh, channel seven, boss. Hey guys, this is Jack Frazier. I'm sitting up in section 418. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm Carmelo Anthony's right testicle. Jack Frazier never sits anywhere besides the owner's suite. Yeah, they don't believe me. <laughs> you don't believe me? D camera, cut your live feed and find me in section 418. See me waving? Holy shit, that is him. I need you to do me a favor. How long till the next Kiss Camp segment? Uh, 30 seconds, Mr. Frazier? Call me Jack. Okay, but seriously, you don't have to do this for me. Hey, D-Cam, what's your name? Yeah, uh, I'm Chris. Hey, Chris, you see this lovely lady next to me? Well, she wants to be on the Kiss Cam, and I'm pretty into her. <laughs> so I'd like to impress her. You think you can make that happen? Sure can, Jack. Believe it or not, this is one of the less weird kiss cam requests I've gotten. Just keep it PG, all right? All right, 15 seconds. Okay, sure. You're gonna get your public makeout, but then we gotta book it out of here. You don't mind missing the rest of the game, right? To be honest, I completely forgot that there was a game happening down there. <laughs> what, we're so far away? You know, usually I have to worry about dating an undercover fan, but I don't think it's going to be an issue here. You know, I could say the same. <laughs> All right, Jack. You two are up. And now, warm up those smoochers, everybody, because love is in the air. It's time for the Kiss Cam! Oh my god, oh my god. It's us. Okay. <laughs> mm. Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> 
The last basketball game I went to had to have been during the Bush administration. I'm fairly certain those were my low-waisted jeans days, when everybody was checking out everybody else's ass. You know, to see what denim brand they were wearing. So much had changed since then, except for my lack of interest in sports, which I only agreed to spectate when it involved a man I was trying to get with. After Mr. Flapjack and I fled the soon-to-be-rabid fans, he took me on a private tour of the bowels of Madison Square Garden, like where Marilyn Monroe sang Happy Birthday to JFK and Muhammad Ali's locker room during his most famous fight. I even got to see Larry David's private stadium bathroom. When we got back to Mr. Flapjack's Columbus Circle penthouse, I finally got to soak in his gorgeous copper clawfoot tub, which I had been eyeing all week. Ever the gentleman, Mr. Flapjack insisted on giving me my privacy, even though when I was alone, all I did was think about him. I remembered the little jolt of electricity I'd feel whenever he put his hand on the small of my back or how one quick whiff of his neck made my thighs tingly. I wondered if he was somewhere in his apartment, picturing me naked in his bathtub. Buenos dias, guapa. How'd you sleep? This bed is unreal. Although, it would have been nice to utilize all of its functions. (laughs) Well, I can go get started on breakfast in bed. (laughs) You know what I mean. No one's ever made you wait for anything in your life, huh? No. You're impatient. And you're a tease. Okay. I was serious about breakfast, though. Yes, please. But not in bed. I keep getting my hopes up. The flapjack flat was way better decorated than I would have expected for a rich bachelor. Most guys in that position would just hire the hottest female interior designer they could find to turn it into a shag pad, but Mr. Flapjack's decor was all thoughtfully curated, with little personal touches that made it feel warm and lived in. I was starting to realize that Mr. Flapjack was everything I didn't know I was looking for. And part of me was mad that Scarlet hadn't introduced us sooner, before all the acrobatics I put myself through to fit the suit's idea of a wife, before I had given up on romance and resigned myself to a future of emotionless sex and emotional independence. But for whatever reason, and against all odds, I had decided to stick around, despite the sexlessness, which for me was huge. And I couldn't help but wonder, was I already falling for Mr. Flapjack? You're listening to Taylor Vaughn Lastly's I Couldn't Help But Wonder, a fiction podcast about a sexy group of friends who, after all these years, are still making their mark on the city.
French toast and Nutella. So basic. Basic? How about classic? My daughter's favorite. See? When she was six. (laughs) (laughs) These are your kids? Forever ago. That's Joey on the left, Jesse's on the right, and JJ's in the middle. Wait, Jack? JJ, Jesse, Joey. And my ex-wife was Jill. She wanted us to be like the Kardashians. (laughs) Oh my god. Yep. That's what happens. You marry the whitest lady from Long Island you can find. That is amazing. That photo is actually one of our last trips as a family. We went to Havana for my mom's birthday, and she just spent the whole time talking shit about Joe in Spanish. (laughs) Well, remind me not to meet your mom. (laughs) So what's up with your kids now? Joey's doing really well. She's married to a great guy. She works at a venture capital firm out in SF. And JJ's actually wrapping up her PhD at Cambridge. Ah, across the pond. Across the pond. She's definitely the overachiever. And then Jesse is doing whatever it is that Jesse does. I don't know. We're not on great terms. Oh, shit. Uh, Sorry, you don't have to... No, no, no. He's a good kid. And... I deserve his resentment. A self-aware man? You guys are a rare breed. Well, it was the 90s, you know. So I had this Charlie Sheen Wall Street vibe going. Ah, money over family. Exactly. Anyway. Thankfully, the girls are more forgiving. So I try to get out to California to see Joey and her kids every few months. And JJ and I FaceTime on Sundays. What's funny is that Jesse's the only one here in Manhattan. And he's the one I communicate the least with. I haven't even bumped into him in the city. Which, for New York, is impossible. I once bumped into my therapist in the pharmacy line for Dwayne Reed. We were both getting the morning after pill. Seriously? How mortifying for the therapist. Did you have to find a new one? Uh, No, it actually made her more human to me. Plus, she gave me a month of free sessions to help me forget, so wasn't turning that down. (laughs) I don't know what I'd do if I bumped into my therapist waiting in line to buy Viagra. He's buying Viagra, I mean. I don't need it. You know that, right? No, actually, I don't know. Maybe if I saw some proof. But I'm having so much fun making you work for it. (sighs) You know, for something so basic, that French toast is kind of taking a long time. Hmm. I wouldn't want to give it to you too soon. It's all about the timing. You know, with French toast. (laughs) It was New York Fashion Week, which meant any space that felt quirky in the city was transformed into a chic venue that had nothing to do with the fashion itself. Tonight's locale was a co-op grocery store where the faint stench of fresh fish still hung in the air. There was a rumor going around that the designers actually decided not to cover the smell because they wanted the clothing to evoke the casual seafront feel of the Greek Isles. I had gotten the tickets last minute, so I was glad that Scarlett and Mindy were able to be my plus ones. Of course, Scarlett had made a big fuss over the spontaneity of it all before saying she'd be there. And Mindy was easy. I knew she'd make herself available for any situation where she was encouraged to ogle beautiful women parading in front of her. So, let me get this straight. 
You're sleeping with Mr. Flapjack. But not actually sleeping with Mr. Flapjack yet, and it's driving me nuts. Whatever the female equivalent of blue balls is, yeah, I've got them. Sounds kind of hot, honestly. Yeah, and it's not bad for me and Ari either. Taking sex off the table till Cher sleeps with Mr. Flapjack has us getting creative. Does it not feel creepy at all to you that your sex schedule revolves around my sex life? Well, unlike you, Cher, Scarlet is actually choosing not to get laid right now. <laughs> okay, salt in the wound. Maybe Mr. Flapjack is onto something here. You know, making you wait. I've never seen you this worked up before. Yeah, but if it's going to be bad, I'd rather just find that out now. <laughs> we all know it's not going to be bad. No, actually, we don't know that. We're guessing that because he's got the whole Dilf thing going on. Exactly. We- Dad, I'd like to fuck. Not die off. Dad, I've already fucked. I'm just not used to guys taking their time, you know? Textbook second pancake behavior. Don't resist the pancake process, Cher. You have to lean into the pancake process. Mock it all you want, but every one of my happily coupled friends is with their second pancake. Wait, Pete totally was my second pancake. Cher, no offense, but you've dated most of New York. Mm, None taken. And you've never worried what the sex was going to be like. This is no different than dating before you were married. Unless you like him. Like, like, like him. She totally likes him. You totally like him. Oh my god, look how red you're getting. Okay, so maybe I have a teensy, tiny, itty bitty baby crush. I knew it. But (laughs) if it turns out that he, like, I don't know, has a micro penis or jackhammers me like I'm a fucking concrete slab, then all of the emotional getting to know you bullshit will have been a complete waste of time. You're such a romantic. I'm serious. That This is not efficient. Okay, did you know that in Spain, people fuck on the first date and then decide if they want to keep going out? See, those are my people. Mindy, what are you doing? Looking up flights to Spain. Ah, sorry we're late. One of the Proenza models fell off the catwalk into the Hudson, so the show was delayed while she got hosed off. This is cool! I know. Hi, sweetie. (laughs) Hi, beauties. Oh, this is Amir. Say hi. 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 Hi, Amir. Hey, Amir. Ah, Cornell, you didn't tell us you have a new boyfriend. Oh, I'm not his boyfriend. I'm his sugar baby. Is that a new gay sub-community? I... Don't have it in my list. <laughs> no, you know, like mutually beneficial dating. <laughs> Isn't all dating mutually beneficial? Not if you're dating Mr. Flapjack. Scar. What Amir means is he sucks my dick, I pay his bills, everyone wins. Yes, love that. Sex work is work. Hey, man, honey. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure the Columbia Bursar's office doesn't give a shit where the money comes from as long as it comes. See? I'm supporting the next generation of big thinkers. Columbia! My alma mater. Go Lions! What Lions? There are masks. You know what? Never mind. So, Amir, what are you studying? Viticulture and enology. Oh, wow. That sounds academic. You have no idea what it means. Nope. It's the study of the consumption of alcohol. Ah, so is Cornell one of your study subjects? Yeah, I'm sure you can get a lot of data from him. (laughs) Very funny. But Amir and I leave work and school stuff out of it. We keep our relationship purely sexual. I've had some weird experiences with guys getting too attached. (laughs) And how old are you? 23. Ooh, it's starting. 
New York Fashion Week 2022 presents the Eckhaus Latter 10th Anniversary Show at Essex Market. Chair, how did you get tickets to this? The list has been closed for months, I heard. Apparently, Ivanka had used a pseudonym to get tickets, and when the designers found out, they banned her. So my manager basically just needed some last-minute seat fillers. Speaking of managers, did you see Savannah got cast on that new reality show? Oh, what's it called? The Real Bitches of Manhattan. Yeah, I muted Savannah on Instagram and somehow still got wall-to-wall coverage of that cast announcement. I just can't believe she's gonna get to meet Andy Cohen before I do. Ooh, do you think she could hook me up with a bartending gig on Watch What Happens Live? I feel like you're not gay in this city till you have that notch on your belt. Amir, we don't discuss asking Savannah for favors in front of Cher, okay? We only disparage Savannah in front of Cher. <laughs> but aren't we still friends with Savannah? Ugh, you have so much to learn about adult friendships. When I first saw the news that Savannah was going on that reality show, I'm sure I had the same reaction most of our other friends did. I laughed, rolled my eyes, and said, of course she is. The woman was an endless source for clever insults and drama, and I knew that her Bravo-based stardom was inevitable. As I sat there in the front row of the most anticipated show at this year's Fashion Week, I couldn't focus on the perfectly imperfect hemlines or the genderless chainmail dresses because I was too busy worrying about what it would feel like when half the buses, benches, and billboards in New York were plastered with the face of my ex-best friend. If, like me, she was still mourning our 25-year friendship, which ended over email, she sure had a funny way of showing it. ready. I know we've only been dating a few weeks, but I was married long enough to know that almost ready could mean 20 minutes or two hours. Well, I already narrowed it down to four looks, so now I just need to FaceTime the committee to get their approval. Uh, and... Cher, it's a movie. No one's gonna see what you're wearing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm zipping up my dress. Now I'm tying up my Hearing you get dressed is weirdly sexy. <laughs> now I'm sliding on my belt. Oh. Hey, you know what would be even sexier than listening to me get dressed? What? Sex. <laughs> Are you here? I thought we were meeting at the theater. What? <laughs> Don't play coy, mister. I did just get dressed, but I wouldn't mind undressing. Crawford. Hello? Cher, are you there? Uh, let, let me call you back. Squatter, hi. Hey, it's been a while. <laughs> are you trying to ghost me, Crawford? For maybe the third time in my life, I found myself at a loss for words. It had been at least two weeks since I'd talked to the squatter. Once Mr. Flapjack came into the picture, I had focused my energy on how to get him to fuck me. 
I guess my all-consuming sex quest made me forget that I had a perfectly eligible, perfectly willing, perfectly fuckable neighbor, who it seemed was also perfectly on time. Mr. Flapjack could insist on taking the scenic route, but in the meantime, that didn't mean I couldn't hop in the fast lane with the squatter every once in a while. You just listened to episode 4 of I Couldn't Help But Wonder, a fiction podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. New episodes are released every other Friday on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the making of future episodes, go to patreon.com slash ICHBW. I Couldn't Help But Wonder is a production of Bullet Dodge Studios. This episode was written, directed, produced, edited, and sound designed by Taylor Vaughn Lasley. Our production coordinator is Tark Ziad. Starring Taylor Vaughn Lasley, Manuel Lozano, Cleo Handler, Gaba, Casey Ford Alexander, Tark Ziad, Jeremy Guskin, Matt Ramo, and me, Zach Reed. Our theme song is Tango Mechanique by Kirk Pearson and Bit. Additional music credits for this episode include Dance It, Dance All by the Easton Ellises, remixed by Nimi Dovrat, Handsome Family by Love Story and Blood Red, and Wave a White Flag by Monk Turner. Catch you next time.